Football fans around the country were wondering what's happening with uh, finding the next All-Whites coach to take over from Danny Hay. Originally, they were expected to be announced uh, mid-January, the candidates, and well, now it's February, and there's uh, finally been some news. Uh, John Herdman was reportedly their preferred candidate. This is what New Zealand Football CEO Andrew Pragnell told News Hub last night. We're still in dialogue and positive communication with them and their intent to come here. Um, having said that, you never know how these things play out. So uh, post-March, we'll sit down, review where we're at, see if um, things have changed in terms of the personal circumstances and take it from there. But since then, it has been revealed that Herdman isn't going anywhere. And the All-Whites are back to the drawing board in Logan. Uh, Swinkles has the update on this. I believe Herdman has released his own statement on this matter. Yes, this coming via Canada Soccer. He has said, success at this level will always be invite opportunity. I've received several offers in recent months, all of which I have turned down, including an offer from New Zealand football to our Canadian players and our fans. I want to reiterate my commitment to Canada Soccer and the growing of this program. We still have a job to do, and the objective is to take this team to the next level in 2026. Okay, thanks very much for that, Logan, and that uh, just really released from John Herdman and uh, Canada Football. So joining us now on uh, SENZ in the mornings is someone who was at the last World Cup attended by the All-Whites, a man of uh, many talents, including producer of Sky Sports Football Fix, the one and only James McConey. Uh, James, good morning to you. Uh, what do you make of this circus? Can I call it a circus yet? Smithy, so much drama. We're so lucky we didn't pre-record this segment, aren't we? Because <laughs> there's stuff happening all the time. And um, I think that latest statement uh, that come from John Herdman pretty much says it all. And maybe he did use, uh, just from reading between the lines, maybe he did use the, the interview with New Zealand Football to drive up his price in Canada because he still is in demand over there. He, he's won everything with the Olympics with the women's team and... Um, took the men to that World Cup in Qatar. Yes, they got bundled out in the first round, but showed some promising signs. So he is an elite coach with a lot of ability, but even the fact his son, uh, Jay, plays uh, under-20s for New Zealand, I think it would have been a huge conflict of interest for him to come back. And when he was here, he coached our New Zealand women's team, and they didn't have a huge amount of success. So uh, the the sort of person you need to, to coach the New Zealand team might be a different sort of character than the than the smooth talking John Herdman. Right. Uh, can we talk basics here? And, and football's a very professional game. How much are we prepared yep. to spend? Have we got enough money to attract um, a high ranking coach? Yeah, I know. That's the thing. It's that, that is the million dollar question. I don't know if I've got that much. Probably not. Uh, Smithy, you've you've had a son who's played at the elite level and. I always always feel that those guys who end up going overseas and playing end up probably knowing more than the um, than the All Whites coach when they come back. You look at Ryan Nelson in 2010, pretty much coaching the team. I mean, sorry, Ricky to Ricky Herbert, but you know Ryan came back and took that team by the scruff of the neck at the 2010 World Cup in South Africa, and it's a big part of of what happens. Really, is the 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 IP, the knowledge that comes back with those top professionals gives us anything that's uh, that's in the coaching uh, team at that time. So, look, do you want to go and get the big dog? Do you, or do you say this is a team that's kind of going to be run by Chris Wood and the golden generation coming through? Mm, interesting point. Very interesting point. Uh, Ufuk Talay uh, apparently informed during the week that he didn't get the job. Uh, does that bring him back into 
consideration if John Herdman was the the man they they kind of thought they'd take out instead of him? Well, I'd hope so. To me, Ufukale is the number one candidate. Um, look, he might be a bit uh, rough around the edges. Um, he he wouldn't have interviewed as well as John Herdman in his powerpoints. I'm for sure he would have required a couple of cigarette breaks and would have needed to swear for most of it. A bit like that guy from the Trailer Park Boys. This is a reference. You probably haven't seen that show, Smithy. But what you will get, I think, is um, because you're, you're, you're a top sportsman, right, Smithy? And, you, and to me, I think that uh, Ufuk Tale is, is part of the old school, you know? He'll tear strips off you, but he's honest. He'll tell it to your face. He's one of those guys who everybody... He's managed to reinvent the Phoenix every single year because they lose about five, six, seven players every single time. Reinvents them. Still, the culture is amazingly strong. And still, they they play out an incredible attacking brand of football. And he turned someone like this year, a striker from the Polish league, into the best striker in the A-League. So, OK, what does it take to be a... And let's look at this. We're, we're, talk, we're not talking about a, a team that's going to win the World Cup. We're talking about a team that probably, because the expansion of world football and the World Cup itself, in all likelihood, James, they should be there, the All-Whites. So we're, we're looking at giving a, a coach an opportunity this far out to say, you will be taking this team to the World Cup, which has got to be, in a way, a carrot itself, surely. Yeah, that's the thing. Well, they're expanding the World Cup, totally right. It's a, it's a freebie, uh, really. Um, they're, they're going to uh, have a, uh, the team I've mentioned, the Golden Generation. And I know some of these names might not mean a lot to, to some listeners out there, but, you know, Sarpreet Singh was signed by uh, Bayern Munich. He's playing, he's been on loan to a, a, a lower German club. He's, he's coming through. Matt Garbett uh, was playing in Italy and now is going to Holland, I think. Um, Liberato Cacacci is in Serie A in Italy. All these guys coming through, whoever uh, this, this coach is, is so lucky. They're inheriting an incredible team. Uh, Chris Wood will be at the end of uh, his career, but still good enough to play in the next World Cup. And so I, I honestly think that you're better off having somebody who knows how to relate to these players and, um, and understand the New Zealand psyche. I, I, I don't think... I think you know, going and trying to find a big name coach is just a too hard basket for a, an association the size of ours. Right. Okay. Well, wh- whoever they appoint um, is surely uh, going to need more help than Danny Hay got. Uh, just looking from the outside, it looked as if Danny Hay did most of um, the spade work himself. Okay, we were governed a little bit by COVID during his uh, tenure, but. Certainly, he, he seemed to be doing a lot of the arranging uh, from the outside looking in, James. Yeah, Danny Hay, his biggest mistake was, and, you know, we've all known people in sport who are like this. He just is brutally honest. Um, he wouldn't suffer fools if he saw something that wasn't right for his team. He'd spell it out. So he had a lot of people um, at New Zealand football offside with him. And um, when they got the chance to get rid of them, they just thought, well, let's get rid of Danny, he's been mean to me. Pretty much I feel like that's part of it, because if you look at what was going on on the pitch, you know, um, if it wasn't for a silly um, VAR decision we would have gone into extra time against uh, Costa Rica, and who knows we could have just been in Qatar as well so, look, I I like what Danny Hay brings, but to be honest I think the old school, and maybe Ufuk's part of that too are getting phased out, and I feel like it's uh, it's actually they've just got to be careful there because 
you can have as many new school coaches come and impress you in an interview and say the right things, but anyone can say the right things. You know, like the, the proof is in the pudding and whether somebody, it doesn't mean that they necessarily think the right things or are, or, or are behaving themselves, um, you know, when they're just not being um, interviewed or watched or whatever. So I always feel like, you know, if you've got someone who is a, a chain-smoking, potty-mouthed, uh, grumpy, you know, sort of stomping coach on the sideline, an Aussie in the case of Ufuk Tale, who cares? As long as he's actually really good at what he does and the players are happy, then um, you've got a great coach. Right, let's, uh, let's look at what's coming up for the All Whites. Uh, my understanding is that uh, they have matches again uh, next month at Eden Park and Sky Stadium um, against China. But at this point, uh, just looking at the timeline or listening to the timeline I just heard from Andrew Pragnall, they won't have a coach at that point. How does that work? Uh, they'll probably just have an interim coach. They're talking about Darren Baisley, who's been involved in a lot of New Zealand teams, and I guess that's that's all they can do. And and presumably, the selection will be relatively conservative, um, or you know, in line with what's been uh, picked in recent times. So, I guess that's that's all they can do if they can't nail someone down and and um, and find their their preferred candidate. Uh, they're they're in a quandary, but. You know, it's the start of a World Cup cycle. There's, these are just friendlies, so we can at least just say it's doable. With, um, but we need some, I guess, clarity. It's been way too long. If you if you look at the timeline to when they they dumped Danny Hay, I think they've had plenty of time to um, to name someone. So they'll, they'll probably be feeling um, a little bit embarrassed that they haven't been able to find. Or you know, if John Herbin was number one, they'll they'll be disappointed and, and licking their wounds but then the people who reported it will be even more <laughs> mortified because they're getting roasted on Twitter, Smithy and I don't know, you're probably not on Twitter but it's, a, it's not a good place to be if you were picking um, uh, John Herman <laughs> to be all White's coach No, apparently not and I feel sorry for those particular <laughs> individuals who are getting lambasted <laughs> Look, James, you've dealt uh, with a lot of administration in your role over the years, uh, rugby unions, uh, cricket bodies, I'm sure, uh, bodies all around the world too. Um, how is New Zealand football to deal with from your perspective? Oh, I've, I've actually had really good dealings with New Zealand football, but I'm probably, again, going back a, a long way because, you know, in recent years, I've only really had to sort of deal with media managers. I haven't really known any of the top brass, so I can't even comment on that. But, um, you know, I was at the 2010 World Cup uh, back in, um, in in South Africa. And even again, I, I felt like the um, the person who was probably reached out the most was Ryan Nelson. You know, he was kind of fronting. And then when you read his book, he said they didn't give them enough, um, uh, was it food allowances? <laughs> they, they, that's why the food was so bad, even though FIFA has quite a generous allowance. So there's a bad history that they need to have... Um, at least uh, rectify, and I'm hoping that this generation of uh, football administrators is better. But to be honest, I actually can't comment on this lot because, you know, I've been working on the Kiwi Football Fix, busy trying to put a show together, and when we've had to get someone on from New Zealand football, they have obliged. So we had Yitka Klimkova uh, last week, and uh, I think Andrew Pragnall was on earlier in the season. So, you know, um, I, I think at the moment it's... Um, it just remains to be seen, really. But, yeah, no complaints from me. 
Across the fo- football, folks, of course, uh, you will be uh, covering a lot of women's football coming up, of course, with the World Cup. Uh, not that far away, uh, James, to be fair, just a matter of months. Um, I'd imagine uh, it would be a major focus then um, with this opportunity. And, and uh, will we cash in on uh, what's about to happen on our shores? That's the, a big question. Yeah, the, the, we probably don't realise just the, the wave of um, you know, f- football fever that's going to um, encompass and envelop the nation. Like, you and I, we love our football. I think we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, I'll be going along to watch games and, and, uh, and enjoying all of that sort of um, fanfare. Um, as a show, I think we're carrying on on Sky. We're on Wednesdays at 7pm and um, we'll, I think we're going to carry on all the way through to July um, and that's when the tournament starts and through the tournament, uh, we're so lucky, I guess, that, that um, we've got all this elite talent landing on our shores. And, of course, America, we've already seen, we're here, are coming back and playing games in New Zealand. I think that's a huge coup, given that the, we are sharing the tournament with Australia. We're not just getting, you know, sort of uh, the, the minnows. Um, I mean, to have a senior FIFA tournament played in this part of the world is such a big deal. Aussie got robbed a few years ago, and you know what... Um, uh, they were robbed. They should have been given the tournament. Uh, I can't remember which one was taken away from them, but I just remember their officials when the announcement came out, and they, you know, it was kind of like there's two, ten million bucks down the drain, and um, I, I really feel that New Zealand's got a chance just to to really get into it. And Smithy, I'm sure I'll see you at one of the games. Absolutely, I, I wouldn't miss it. I think it's going to be. Well, it is. It's a once-in-a-lifetime uh, thing for me. I, I won't be around next time New Zealand gets it, I promise you that. Uh, this morning, Auckland City FC uh, lost 3-0 to Al Ali in Morocco in the World Club uh, Championships. Not sure if you watched too much of that, James, but uh, they looked just a little bit off the pace to me. Yeah, they, they were a little bit. Um, that's his son's old club, of course, and they've had some pretty good times in the, in the Club World Cup. They finished third in 2015 or 14. So that was that was where they they really peaked. It's just it's too hard to expect them to fly over there and take on, um, in this case, another team from that part of the world. Um, that's uh, Egypt, and they're playing in Morocco. So you know it's it's their home away from home. Um, they're the African champions. Uh, I thought um, uh, Auckland City played an outstanding first half, um, and they were. Mm. Definitely struggling a little bit by the end there, and um, it's it's a long way to go for a one-off game. I actually wish the Club World Cup would go back to a format where you played um, in a group um, and and had more than just one game. But that's okay. Look, I think it's it's incredible for me to turn on the the TV and see a, a club of really amateurs from New Zealand just out there on, a, on an international FIFA major FIFA tournament, the Club World Cup. Just finally, uh, James, I know you're pretty close with this guy because um, I've seen photos of you with him. Uh, did uh, Tom Brady give you a call? Did Tom Brady give you a call before he hung him up? Well, I'm uh, I'm a bit older than Tom, and I was going, mate, I'll go one more year. You know, if it wasn't for my bad back, I reckon that Tom, <laughs> age 45, is he 45, Smithy? Yes, he is. He, he is 45. 45. He's done all right, hasn't he? It is a good time to call it. He he. Even though it's it's amazing, quarterback is at one position where you can carry on. I think you know Brett Favre looked old than forty five when he retired, but um, that is an um, incredible effort. The only disappointing thing for me is that um, apparently he's had a chin implant, and I wish I'd known about those, um, Smithy, because I probably would have invested in that during my TV career. Um, so 
but on on the uh, on the pitch, he just was so clutch. It's just um, you know nobody can quibble. He is the goat, so he can walk away, even though he's had a, an awkward um, non-retirement or you know false retirement uh, season. He still took Tampa Bay to the playoffs. He's not too shabby, and um, he can be happy with what he's done. He sure can. Um, James McConey, uh, as always, great to chat to you. Uh, thanks for your knowledge. Good luck with the show ongoing on Sky, of course, Football Fix. And if you do happen to uh, revisit the idea of um, Chin, the Chin area, um, maybe we can yeah. do a two-for-one deal. Two-for-one, you and I. Yeah, sounds good, mate. Yeah, it might require a trip to a third-world country, but we can do 